What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls, and welcome back to Fear. I'm your host, Paul Rondo, and in this week's episode, we ask the question, what's in the trunk? My name is Richard Dawson. I'm a 30-year-old retail worker, and three days ago, I had the worst day of my life. The day started like any other. I woke up and got ready for work. I worked the night shift, so my day didn't really start until about 6 p.m. most nights. I worked the graveyard shift at a crappy, run-down gas station about a mile down the street from my house. This was ideal because I never managed to get my driver's license. So every night, I'd make the one-mile walk to work, and then around 6, I would make the walk back, and it was usually that uneventful. Life was a repetitive grind, and I just didn't have the drive to want to change that. So, like usual, I made my way to the gas station. Before I left, I grabbed my headphones and found something to listen to to take my mind off the cold. I was listening to a true crime podcast that usually covered more current events. About halfway to the store, he started talking about an active serial killer that was working his way across the country. They called him the Drifter, and he had people extremely worried. I didn't put much thought into it, though. I just thought it was kind of cool. I half-listened about the Drifter as I finished up my walk to the store. It was cold as hell tonight, and the weather was starting to get bad as I walked into the store. I figured with the weather being bad, I wouldn't see many people tonight, which was fine by me. Mark, one of the other guys that worked the counter, looked relieved to see me and started to get ready to leave. He told me that not many people had come in that night, so he had a lot of time to clean. He said there wasn't much left to do, so I'd have a really easy night. I thanked him and threw on my work shirt and got ready to start the night. I did my typical rounds of doing light cleaning and restocking the cooler and making sure all the beer was stocked. Like Mark said, most of this had already been taken care of. He must have been crazy bored to clean the bathrooms as well as he did. I looked at this as an opportunity to catch up on watching some YouTube videos. That's pretty much all I did for the next few hours. Around 3.30 in the morning, a car finally pulled up at one of the pumps. This was a full-service gas station, so I walked out to the pump to assist the driver. He looked a little confused when I walked up to the window and knocked on it. He rolled down the window a little bit, and I caught a whiff of something that smelled awful. It smelled like rotting meat and expired milk. He asked me what the hell I wanted, and I told him he pulled up to a full-service gas station. I was there to pump his gas. He looked annoyed, but threw me 30 bucks and told me to fill it up. I did as he asked, and he walked into the store to probably grab a few things. I told him I could ring him up out here when he was done. He shook his head and went in. I was pumping the gas when I could have sworn I heard something come from the trunk. I couldn't really tell what I was hearing, but it sounded like something shuffling around in there. No part of me wanted to check out what was in there, so I just kept on pumping, trying to ignore the sound. The noise started to get more erratic, and I was having a harder time trying to ignore it. I looked into the window of the store, and I could see the man looking through the snack aisle. The temptation to look inside the trunk was almost more than I could bear, but I managed to hold strong and not check. At this point, whatever was in there was basically pounding on the lid. I pulled out my phone and dialed 911. Just because I was too much of a coward to look myself didn't mean that whoever or whatever was in the trunk deserved to die, or worse. I put my phone on speaker and held it so it looked like I was checking social media if the man were to look outside. This seemed to work because when he looked at me, he didn't freak out. 
The dispatcher answered the phone and asked me what I was calling for. I told her what was going on and tried to stay as calm as possible so that I didn't make the guy nervous if he looked out. The dispatcher asked where we were and what the plate number of the vehicle was. She also asked me to open the trunk and see what was in there. I told her that if I tried, the man in the store might come out and I could be the next one in the trunk. I looked back inside the store to see what the man was doing, but he must have been behind one of their shelves. I told the dispatcher that I couldn't see him, so I wasn't going to chance it. I continued to try not to panic while talking to the dispatcher, but the fear was starting to grip me too tight. I had to either check the back of this car or wait for the police to show up. I know it sounds like an obvious choice. I should want to help this, what I assumed at this point was a person, but I was completely mortified by the possibility to wind up in that trunk myself. The dispatcher sighed because she could tell I didn't have the spine to check it. That was when I realized that there wasn't really anything I could do. The man had locked the doors when he left the car. I thought it was odd back at the time, but I'd totally forgotten when I started to hear the sounds coming from the trunk. At this point, I can finally hear some grunting and muffled screaming coming from the trunk of the car. No matter what, if the cops don't get here before he shows up, I'm screwed. There is no way he's going to assume I can't hear a damn thing. That's when I get the bright idea to stick the headphones in my ears. I won't turn them on, but it might at least give him the idea that I didn't hear anything because I was listening to something. That would fit the typical slacker stereotype of someone that was working at a gas station in their 30s. It was a long shot, but it was either that, arming myself and fighting this guy, or just straight up running away. I was too much of a coward to fight, but I thought maybe I could trick him into believing I couldn't hear it. It was a long shot, but I had to try. The dispatcher said that the trolls were about two minutes out, so I needed to sit tight. That's when my heart hit the floor. It looked like the man had grabbed something he needed, and was about to leave the store. The person in the truck had completely gone berserk in the back now, and I doubted that the guy would even believe that I could hear that. We caught each other's gaze, and I knew right there and then that he knew something was wrong. I was able to hide the absolute terror in my voice, but there was no way I was hiding in my expression. My eyes gave it all away, and he dropped what he was carrying and reached for something in his jacket. He pulled out a pistol and asked if I called the cops. I tried to tell him no, but I could barely keep it together at this point. He told me to hand over my work shirt, and he made me put on his jacket. He then made me toss my phone over to him and demanded that I get on the ground with my arms behind my back. I complied even though my worst nightmare had come true. He was going to throw me in that god-awful trunk with whatever the hell was in there. At this point, I didn't give a shit about what was in there. I just knew I needed to stay out of there. I screamed for him to let me go, and that's when everything went dark. The next thing I know, I'm sitting in what appears to be a drunk tank. One of the officers noted that I'm awake and comes over the door. He opens the door and motions for me to over to one of the desks. My head feels like I got kicked in the head by a mule, but I try to act as if everything's okay. The officer starts to ask me a few questions like who I am, where I work, and where I live. I answer all these and he shakes his head. He tells me that the police arrived on the scene at the gas station I worked at. They arrived to find me passed out in the next of the gas pumps, but no one was out there. I asked if they were able to find the car I called about, and they told me they had no luck finding it so far with the bullet they had put out. I asked if they were able to find the car I had called about, and they told me they had no luck so far, but there was a bullet out for it. They sent me home a little bit after once they had out-processed me. When I got home, the realization hit me. There's no way this guy's going to leave me alone. He has my phone, so he knows exactly where I live, my parents' number and address, and pretty much anything else he could want to know. I went to a local gun store and picked up a hunting rifle from my house. Before all this, I don't think I would have even touched a firearm. I managed to get a little time at a range to try and practice a bit. I'm no expert, but I probably won't shoot myself in the foot either. It's been three days since I saw the man, and the only thing I can think of is what happened to whoever was in that trunk, and why he hadn't put me in there myself. I'm hoping tonight he will come, so I can end this. I can't handle the stress of the unknown anymore.
Hey, everybody. I appreciate you listening to the end of the story. I know it's a short one this week, but this is a stealth written story. I've been putting more focus on writing, um, and I, I want to use more of my own stories for the podcast. So until I get more stories rolling per week, um, it's probably going to be shorter episodes from now on. So we're looking at like 10 to 15 minutes. The one for next week is more like 15, 20 minutes because um, the story I'm working on is, is a little bit longer. But I appreciate you sticking around to the end. If you'd like to have one of your stories showcased, um, you can send it over to podcastfear at gmail.com. That's podcastfear at gmail.com. And I'll go ahead and I'll uh, put you in one of the other episodes. So as always, guys, I appreciate you sticking around and I hope you enjoyed. And don't forget to always face your fears. <laughs>